You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello. We've got a little bit of a bonus podcast going on. I haven't done a bonus podcast for a while, but sometimes I'll be having a conversation with a friend and I'll think, we need to talk about this on a podcast. And so I stop the conversation and go, let's do this on a podcast, which is what we're doing today. So I've got Abigail Horn with me here. Now, you know Abby already. She's been on the podcast before. She's um, one of my business partners in Authors & Co., and, you know, she's she's well known in this industry now as being um, somebody that helps female entrepreneurs get themselves known. So the reason I wanted to bring Abby on is because we were talking about how, and, and actually Abby has admitted this herself on her own pages and her own posts, that when people first meet me or hear about me, generally... They don't have a good reaction at first. Um, Abby's not the only person to have said this, by the way. There's many people that have. So, Abby, talk me through when you first saw me talking about the race to recurring revenue and passive income, what you thought. I heard about you from my clients. So this is a little bit twofold because I hadn't sort of seen you myself. I was hearing about you from my clients. So I think one of the immediate things that comes up is, on I doing enough? Is there something wrong with me? What I what what aren't I delivering that you think you need to go and get elsewhere? So there's this little bit of self-sabotage of why do you need to work with somebody else? I don't do that now, but I did at the time. Like I was really protective. And the second thing was that they were just raving about you for helping people make this passive income and you know, work less, earn loads more. And I think I I'd come out of the corporate world. And I was earning, and still do a lot to a degree, earn active income. So I'm working one-to-one with people to support them in producing whatever that we're working on. And so I kind of have this impression without ever meeting you, without knowing you, without knowing a thing about you, well, you must be lazy because (laughs) you just want to earn a load of money and sit on your yacht and go to your beach and do all the things and you don't want to hang out with any of your clients. And I think I have this opinion why Why do you think it's okay just to earn money without doing much? I know you now, obviously, but yeah. that was me that was how I heard about you. Yeah, and, and actually that's not a that's not uncommon, like that thought. but bigger than that, more more common is she must be a con artist. So Katie Hill, who I know you know, um, you know of, she is a client of mine. And when we were at my book launch last month, or January now, she was on stage talking about how she met me. She said that she used to look at my stuff all the time going, she's lying about that. She's lying about making that much money. All of these clients that she's interviewing are plants. (laughs) She said she actually thought there were plants people had hired to say that they'd made all this money because of me. 
and that passive income didn't work. She thought it was a con. And she usually said that she used to like text her friends going, look at this girl just lying on social media. And she ended up like, you know, when there's a car crash, but you can't stop watching. She just kept watching me because she was so annoyed. And the more she watched me, the more she realized I was telling the truth. And then obviously, eventually she came and met me. She became my client. We became good friends. But it isn't the first time I've heard it. Like I hear lots of people say, oh, when I first met you, I didn't like all the stuff you were talking about. And I think maybe something in the words passive income or making money in an easier way, in a smarter way, triggers people. I think there's a few triggering things about it. I think for, for, for me, I can't I can't speak for everybody. I think for me, it was a case of I wasn't doing launches to the size that you were doing launches. And I felt like I was working really, really hard and you just seemed to be on holiday. So it was like, she must be lying or there's something not right here. Because if, I, if, if you haven't done it for yourself, there's this presumption, well, I haven't done it. So this person must be lying. Obviously, that's not true, but it's a mindset. Like it's a, it's a, it's something that we have to try and get over in ourselves. And I'm just one of these people that's perfectly cool with being honest, saying when I'm wrong, saying when I've completely got somebody wrong or a situation wrong. It wasn't that I was talking about you badly to anybody else. In fact, if any of those clients were to step forward now, they would say, I didn't say anything other than positive things. Like, You're yeah, not that kind of person. I'm not. So I was like, you go explore what you need to explore. But internally, I was thinking there's something not right about this. Where the truth of the matter was, there was just things that you were doing that I wasn't doing that meant you were becoming more and more and more successful because I didn't know how to do them or wasn't prepared to do them, didn't just a, a whole mix of things. And I think there's this, you can feel threatened when somebody is so much more, um, we'll, you know, we'll say financially successful because I know success, we can, yeah, we've all got different doesn't measures. Just mean right? finance, yeah. No, it, it's not. But in this, in this particular instance, I could look at you and go, she's, she's so much more financially successful than me. And therefore I feel threatened therefore I'm going to choose not to like you I'm going to choose not to come and hang out with you because you make me feel not as good about myself without ever having said a word to you yeah I'm glad you did come and hang out with me <laughs> yeah well I mean that's I, I won't go into the whole length and breadth of that story because it's it sort of it's more relevant talking about this side of things but I hit a point where it was no use anymore just um, being satisfied with being really busy making active income. Um, I felt pregnant, very sort of out of the blue um, with my third child. I'd already got an 18-month-old and a, an older child as well. And I, I just had this moment of, I don't want to swear on your podcast, but blinking neck, like, what are we going to do? Like, what, what do we do now? Because I knew I had no more time for clients. I knew at some point I was going to have a baby and need to look after the baby. I didn't, I couldn't see how a baby was going to fit into the very busy business I'd created. So then I had to come and explore you because what there, there wasn't an alternative because you were actually the person that whether I liked you or not was irrelevant. I could see you were getting my clients' results. Now, they wouldn't lie to me. They wouldn't say they were achieving something if they weren't. I was their friend, their mentor. Like, they, it, it was true. Yeah. The money that they, you were helping them make, they were making. 
so I thought well I'm going to have to eat me eat me thoughts of Iria and and oh, go and and, and the rest yeah. of history imagine if that hadn't happened I, <laughs> when when I look now when I look at what the business does now in comparison it's not even particularly conceivable that I left it as long as I did I think I can very passionately talk about like oh god don't be me don't be me in this situation that just thought just sitting stalking you and watching you or moaning about you in my own head like don't that went on for about two years like don't be that person like this can you imagine if I had an extra two years on where I am now can you imagine where this would be yeah and, and I, I do think that happens it takes something to make people reach out often and then you get the other side so there is there are people there's one in particular I'm thinking of right now who every year about the time I launch puts out a million posts about how passive income isn't a thing don't be duped by the people online selling you recurring revenue and passive income. Now, this person themselves used to sell passive income. Like, that, that's what all the podcasts were about and all sorts. But I often wonder, like, first of all, is it scheduled? Does she schedule these posts and go, right, well, this is when Lisa's launching, so this is the best time to put them out? Um, but also, does it never occur to people? Because it does to me that just because they haven't worked out a way to successfully do something doesn't mean it's not possible. Like, let's take me in Evergreen. I don't make tons from Evergreen. I make a bit from Evergreen, but I know that I could make more if I knew how to do it properly. But what I don't do is go, Evergreen never works. Like, it isn't possible to do Evergreen because I haven't been able to do it. But I assume I... I assume I just don't know some stuff that somebody else knows and that eventually I'll find that stuff out and then I will be able to do it. And I'm, I'm already actively now working out Evergreen because we're, we're in lots of different courses and things. And so I can see how it can be done. But I think it's really funny that people go, it, it isn't real, it doesn't exist because they haven't been able to do it. That's yeah, I think, to me. I, know, I know who you mean because I saw the posts last year. During- <laughs> Was it about the same time again? It was the same time. I actually um, commented on one of the posts and called it out because just like it probably offends you or used to offend you when people thought you were lying, it offended me because obviously she's now not just calling you a liar, she's calling all of your clients liars who you have helped. And I won't be called a liar. You're going to have to be very, very careful to say that I'm lying about something. So I, I called it out on her post so I, I know, I, I have seen it and I do know how frustrating that must feel for you. I think, like you say, it's when people haven't done it themselves, but I, at least I'm holding my hands up and saying, I didn't believe you because I wasn't doing it yeah. myself. And there's there's another thing that seems to happen with my affiliates. You know, I, I have affiliates for um, my one-to-many program. They're people that have done the program and have had results, had success. And so they go out there and they want to sell it to their audience to get to make themselves a bit of money, but also because they know it works. And so that's why they do it. And um, one of them said to me this week that somebody, an affiliate had posted about me and somebody had written, I'm really disappointed in you now because you're selling MLM. Now, two things occurred to me when I heard that. Firstly, passive income has nothing to do with MLM. And I wonder why people put them in the same bracket sometimes because they're, they're not really that similar um, when you look into it. But secondly, there are plenty of people who do multi-level marketing that are really successful, doing really well and helping lots of people with a product that they absolutely love. 
Right. So I'm a great person to speak to about this because this is blowing my mind a little bit because I am from that background. So my first step into self-employment was to go into a network marketing or MLM, call it what you will, company. And that was sort of 2013 to 2015, 16. I think that was. So not for some years now, but that is a, a big chunk of like my working life. There is nothing not remotely <laughs> similar about teaching somebody passive income, especially the way that you deliver it. Um, there's nothing similar to that. I can't really comprehend how somebody's made that comparison. What I would say is, for me anyway, network marketing wasn't passive. I, I think I, would, I hoped it would be a bit more passive, but it really wasn't. And like I say, I've got a lot of respect for some people in network marketing and I've not for others. And that's the same with every industry, right? Like there's yeah, always right. going to be and, and you've got to remember that I think people get confused even between network marketing, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, and pyramid schemes. They are two different things. And in fact, if you look at pyramid yeah. schemes, there's a coaching pyramid scheme that is, is a bit nearer to what we're talking about here. Loads closer, loads closer. I would, I would much more say... That if if you're just in a pyramid of coach, coaching, coach, coaching, coach, coaching, coach, and no one's actually doing anything other than selling somebody into being a coach, that reminds me of some sort of pyramid. Um, but this is, it's almost hard to relate the two conversations together because I, I'm almost shocked somebody's written that on the post because it's just so, it's so far removed. Like it's yeah. not even slightly similar. Because what I sell isn't go become a coach. What I sell in one-to-many and in the race to recurring revenue is you all have different information in your head that you can make money from. I'm not saying use my information that's in my head and make money from that. Like everyone is different. It's why it's like so non-cookie cutter because I, I know different things to other people and you know different things from people. Do you know what's so I was just smiling thinking about it. Do you know what's so interesting? Obviously, just being one of your clients, I've been encouraging people like to come and take a look at your, your challenge coming up for passive income. And not one part of my posts or content or emails has been, Do you want to become a coach? Yeah. <laughs> it was because it wouldn't even I wouldn't even it wouldn't even cross my mind. Like it's not yeah. even the same thing. So I don't, I, I can't really help you with that one because that's like, I don't know what that person's thinking. Maybe they just misread the post. I don't know. I think my, I was more, I more thought, and this is where I can really eat my words. I more thought from the word passive income that it was passive effort, passive, you know, sell any old crap to somebody and make money off it. And I think it's fair to say we've all seen people selling snake oil on the internet. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. People whipping something together to make maximum amount of money and delivering absolutely nothing. I, I, I cannot be the only person that sees that. You're not. What's so interesting <laughs> and why why I send my clients to one thing after another after another of yours, now even to the point if I haven't done them, it's because from the things I have done, um, the level of work, the standard that goes into that, the level of teaching that goes into that is absolutely phenomenal. And I think that's proven with the fact that they now accredited programs. But yeah, it's you you might make money passively, but the work that you and your team put into making that the most comprehensive program possible that's another level. And that's what I couldn't see. You know, when people were saying she bakes passive income, I couldn't see the, the level of care and detail that you put into what you were teaching. Yeah, I guess you don't from the outside, do you? You no. can't. Um, and, and that's another thing. If we're honest about it, 
like I wish it wasn't called passive income. I think the word passive really doesn't help me <laughs> because then people think that what I'm saying is you won't have to do any work and you'll make money. And the reality mm. is that you, you do have to do a lot of work. Like the first year, you're going to be working harder than any other kind of business because you've got to learn how to do everything and how to create an asset to sell. It becomes passive later down the line. And, and even then, you're still going to do a bit of work because you've got to market it. It's more that you're not trading time for money. It's just a different way of working. I suppose it should be called like leveraged income because you're leveraging your time in a better way. That, do you know what? That sounds so much nicer. And I think I'm glad that I've been open and honest with you this week about what that word passive made me feel, just in case there's anybody listening that feels the same. I think I've just got such a level of care for not just people, but for what is delivered to those people, you know, making sure that you get a fair exchange for a value for money. I think the word passive can sometimes feel like, is there is there truly any value there? And I had to step into your world to see like the value that was really there. Um, but I can see why other people find that word harder to digest. I can. I've tried to change it for a couple of years. No one knows what it means if I say leverage income. They go, oh, you mean passive income? I'm like, well, yeah, but I didn't really want to use that word. But I suppose things evolve and, and maybe people's understanding of what passive income is, the more I sell it, will evolve into what it really is, which is just not trading time for money. The reality is most of us have been in employed positions. And the reason that we became self-employed was because we wanted to have a little bit more money and a little bit more time freedom. But all of a sudden, if to earn the money that we want, there's only so many hours in the day, we capping our income again. So I let, I, I didn't want to be employed because I didn't want somebody to cap my salary. Yet I capped my own salary the moment I became self-employed because I was only exchanging time for money. This isn't about sort of always wanting to, be on a holiday for me, particularly, I can't stand going away with my kids. It's terrible. But I think I, I like the fact that I've got time freedom and can earn more because you've taught me ways of leveraging my time. So it probably is a better way of saying it. Right. I'm going to change it to leveraged income from next year. And you'll all go, what? What is this that you're talking about? Thanks for being on here today and chatting to me about this. Guys, if you want to come in and see what the race to recurring revenue is all about, I'll put the link in um, in the show notes here. Um, but it's basically, I'm just going to teach you how to take the things that you already know and make money from them. It's as easy as that. It's no more con artistry in it or anything like that. I'm just trying to help you with a system that I have made be able to make more money to ease you know, there's a cost of living crisis. Let's make additional money on top of what we already earn. And that's all it's about, really. So, yeah, go and check it out and I'll see you in the challenge. Um, thanks, Abby, for coming on. And uh, you're welcome. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.